Ravens. Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? Welcome in to episode number 2000 of Jobbing Out, which is, of course, boys, because... That's how many texts you guys sent trying to defend Rage Against the Machine being the headliner of Coachella. Well, I mean, that might also be true, but don't include <laughs> me in that. That was between them. That was between you and Brandon, really. <laughs> Um, that's not the one, but that's not a bad guess. Anybody else? That's the number of mechanical errors in the planes. Ah, not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Sometimes, however, the correct answer is the most simple answer. Aaron? I believe 2000 would be a reference to the Millennium Man. Perhaps might be a reference to Y2J, maybe. Maybe that's the reference that I'm making uh, I'm going to put a, uh, a, this is going to be a 90-second moratorium that we will have on Aaron being the worst, because for the next 90 seconds, we have to give Aaron a boatload of credit. Aaron is the best. Aaron, Aaron is for the, the next 90 seconds, is the absolute best ever, <laughs> because Aaron decided to get back into the guest booking game this week and got back into it in a big fucking way. And put his giant dick on the table. <laughs> no, goddamn <laughs> Damn straight. As, uh, huge, fat. Cock on no the table doubt. book Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, the AEW champion, will be joining us this and, week. And believe me, I'm going to be drinking a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly <laughs> as uh, Chris Jericho joins us this week. Uh, of course, Full Gear is Saturday night at Royal Farms Arenas. He'll be defending the title against Cody. So we will be talking to him about that. Um, and just being Chris Jericho and being better than all of the rest of us. Um, uh, well fucking done, Aaron. Incredible booking. Uh, it, it's honest to God, I don't know that I've been more excited about like, We've had a lot of great guests over the years, um, whether it was Bret Hart, whether it was you know Broken Matt Hardy at the height of Broken Matt Hardy, um, I, I, the Miz, um, whatever it was. Holy Razor Bill, Ramon for yeah, five seconds. Five seconds of Razor Ramon, <laughs> Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Chris Jericho. That's incredible. So that's coming up a little bit later on in the program. Uh, the 90 seconds is over. Fuck you, Aaron. You're the worst. Uh, All right. <laughs> hey, we gave you 90 seconds, dude. I think that's hey, more, I'll, I'll take more it. than I'll you could have possibly expected. And by the way, if he doesn't post, um, we take all of this back. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, and of course... The main event. Vents. Vents. Bang. Yes, Bang. yes, all of those things, all of those things. Bang. AJ, AJ Francis, Bang. aka Bang. Frank, Bang. 
We'll talk to him about uh, Primal Conflict, his trip back home a little bit later on. We got to get to it because Aaron only has so much time. He's still going. Jesus Christ. Um, A lot to discuss this week. Aaron, um, I'm assuming that you will want uh, to to get your thoughts in on not just obviously Crown Jewel, but all of the fallout that occurred uh, with uh, SmackDown on Friday night, the NXT TakeOver. Let's start with SmackDown and kind of work backwards from there. All right. Um, I think we're all in agreement that SmackDown was a wonderful television program, correct? Absolutely. I mean, it was phenomenal TV, as we've talked about over and over again. WWE seems to be at their best when they're forced to scramble and, and forced to make something happen. And they were forced to make something happen on Friday night. And the great part being that for a, as much of a disaster as the situation was, how fucking lucky are they that they had announced the NXT thing the night before so that when they did it, it actually all came off as being super fucking logical on top of it being an emergency situation in which they were forced to do something. Like, yeah. When are you ever put in a situation where you can take eight, maybe, I don't know, eight to ten talent that are never on the show <laughs> and throw them on the show and it makes perfect sense I mean, without I, having to do anything else? It's about the most fortuitous thing like that's ever happened in the history of ever. <laughs> Like, they announced the night before that they're including NXT in Survivor Series so that instead of it just looking awkward as shit that they're, you know, making up uh, SmackDown by putting a bunch of NXT guys on it, right. it's super goddamn logical that all the NXT folks show up because they always do goddamn invasion angles around Survivor Series. So not only does it end up being great television, but it, it pushes you forward to what you're trying to do makes a bunch of people look good in the process it's super helpful for nxt and you had just enough real smackdown stars to be a part of the show that you were able to pull it off all in a way that like we were all sitting around saying all right fucking high fives this is this was great this and we got an really nxt cool. title match as the main yeah. event like i i if they hadn't done I, that and, and if none of uh, nobody, nobody, nobody. Uh, go ahead, AJ. I'll let you go. The thing that I, that really shocked me was like I get it. NXT, everybody's smaller. I understand the bit. I understand the gimmick. But every member of Undisputed Era was so much smaller than Seth Rollins. I yeah, was like, that, was kinda well, that was kind of yeah. noticeable. That was kind of noticeable. You're right about that. That was kind of noticeable. Aaron, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, the amazing thing about it, uh, you know. This was coming. This what what happened on Raw was I feel like kind of the original plan is where we get the more typical invasion style thing, but because of the circumstances around SmackDown, we got so much more than we've ever gotten in any sort of invasion going back to the invasion. You know, in two thousand one, like Booker T never got a win as credible as Adam Cole over Daniel Bryan without interfering cleanly. That's, like that never happened. It's fact. That's a big and, fact. So as you, so yeah, you said well, that's because that's because Hunter was in those matches instead of well, exactly. <laughs> well, no, Hunter was injured then, so it wasn't even. But it, no. it's it's amazing that like even whether it was the you know the reboot of ECW in the mid two thousands, even these like back and forth, it's just like okay, here's kind of the the blueprint for the invasion. You go in, you interfere in some matches, and yeah, you have some matches, and then there's DQ. What we saw on Friday was. Oh yeah! Not only are we going to get the invasion, but oh yeah, these guys are actually going to go over in a meaning, at least semi-meaningful way, which we've never really seen before in any sort of invasion before. 
Um, so that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was it was certainly a seminal moment when it comes to that. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, like they want people to tune into the USA Network on Wednesday nights as well. Yep. And so um, it helps put those guys over in the process. Um, I, I, you know, this is I, I don't know what you can say other than, look, they were given a disastrous situation and they somehow came out of it. Whatever the di- issues are with their own talent, they got to deal with that, right? Like they got to figure out what's going on with their own talent and whoever's unhappy and being put in a fucking shitty situation last week. I mean, like they, they got to go through all that thing. But sitting where we are on Tuesday, this is as for a pay-per-view that frankly we've all said has been largely meaningless for a few years. This is the best they've ever done to make the Survivor Series thing compelling. It's compelling as Yo, shit now. Can you pull up? Can you pull up? Uh, hard to say goodbye for me, please, from Boyz II Men, and play um, it real quick. Uh, okay, hang on one second. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I I never opposed to playing. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday by Boyz II Men. I just want that to be known for the record. Uh, we can do that every day if you if you'd prefer. We could just make that a permanent thing on this show. Um, but hang on. I will. Uh, I wish I would have been told this two seconds ago, Boyz II Men. <laughs> So hard to say goodbye. So hard. I could just sing it too. That would be the other option if you'd prefer. Yeah, go, go acapella. It's so hard to say goodbye. Oh, why would there have to be a fucking ad? Fuck you, you. Because there's always an ad in God front of everything. Damn it. All right, here we go. Here we go. I got it for you. How do I say goodbye to Turn it down a little bit so I can uh, be heard over top of All right. Show. I just wanted to take this time to, uh, you know, give our best wishes to Glenn as he has to officially retire his best days. <laughs> <laughs> In which he says, Survivor Series is the one time a year. In which Raw faces SmackDown. Because with the inclusion of NXT... They've completely got rid of that bit. I mean, uh, you're not wrong, which is probably for and the I, and, I, and I wanted to give a memorial to the greatest bit. In the it history. was a it was a really good bit for a long <laughs> time. But and at I, least we always have Kevin Nash's quad. We will still have Kevin Nash's quad. I bet at some point I'll end up bringing the bit back somewhere. I'm sure it'll end up popping up at some point. But you're right. Um, uh, this this is over. Now I'm waiting for next week when they start referring it to the only time, the one time all year where all three brands. Interact of course, or something like that. One hundred percent. At least that yeah. will have some. That has some validity. Well, for no, now, Royal Rumble. Yeah, until well, until okay. the next time it occurs. Right, exactly. Right. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what song we'll play for that? What? Backstreet. Yeah. Back <laughs> <laughs> no, we can we can start a new bit where uh. the new bit is. I've got to quit the show to face the guy on the other show, even though right. the pay per view. As all the guys on all the shows fighting. Yeah. No, the, you know what's funny is that they actually did a really good job with that because it's clear. I mean, except for what, what pay per view it is. Well, yeah. yeah, but I, I think I think they're just switching the belts. Well, yeah, that's clearly I, I know, but, but I mean, why? But they, if if they because have Ray Smackdown's winning the A show now, brother. So, so why they had to switch the belts because Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown, so they can't no, have both because titles. Because SmackDown, SmackDown is the A show. I, I, okay, my question: Why is Brock not on the A show? 
He will be once he loses oh, the WWE he, title. Oh, yeah, to be clear, Brock's going to be going yeah. back and forth. I mean, they, he's going to be the guy. Okay, and, okay wait, which, which then goes, if this is about switching the belts around, that I don't quite understand either. Because Ray's going to win the belt. The right, but, but wait, why? Because he's going to switch the belts around because we need to see the universal title in blue, idiot. Right, everybody oh, knows God. that. Yeah, God. why didn't we think about that? That makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> they need to sell blue belts. Yeah, God. it's actually, so you know stupid. what? It's actually really smart. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's goofy. That belt in blue. I want to be clear. That belt in blue is going to look fucking sick. Oh, I'm not saying there's it won't. There's also a rumor there's going to be a Bray Wyatt specific. Um, oh, that would make sense too. That would belt. make a lot of sense. That I read make... something that said there's that there's been there's been a Bray Wyatt belt seen around, uh, like a, a, a right. new kind of belt. Aaron, to to your point, it is a little bit surprising that like Fox would acquiesce to Brock Lesnar disappearing for a month like this quickly into things. Like that's I a- think this goes back to my theory that I said a month ago, which is I think they said, "Okay, this guy doesn't have those roles. You get him for this long, you get him for this right. long." It would, it would seem like it had to be pre-arra- pre-arranged, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that before that's this whole Which then and I had responded to Brandon like this. Which makes the draft seem really interesting because it seemed at the time where it, Fox was basically like, okay, give me Roman, give me Brock, and everybody else can go to the, you know, everybody else important can go to the other side. So if it's just Roman, what did Fox get out of this brand split? Um, it seems like five of the six hottest commodities are on Raw right now. Who? who what do you mean? Who? Um... So so let's let's say so in in Becky. Start with the start with the person who matters most, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Char- <laughs> well, no, Charlotte, Becky, you got Seth. Randy Orton over the Seth, Randy Orton, like, and then Brock and Roman. Um, okay. I mean, um, there's something to be said for that. Sure. I mean, I, I'm trying to think about wh- wh- who's on SmackDown now. Like, I'm trying to do that math in my head. Um, it would smell like one Daniel of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, but like. You know, if you want to argue that those guys hadn't been quite as hot as some is of the other Strowman ones. On, isn't Braun Strowman on SmackDown? Boy, it's so sad that we don't even fucking know. God damn, how sad is that? <laughs> that we don't even know which show goddamn Braun Strowman sure is on. I'm pretty sure Braun Strowman is on SmackDown. God, that's but... so goddamn sad, though. <laughs> like, right. Oh, it's so... They, so so they, have, they have Roman Reigns, The Fiend, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, um... No, I think Aaron's point stands. Like, I mean, Brock was like the big coup for Raw. Like, right. that's who was going to be on Fox. Right. And so the question does, is that because they know they're getting Ronda Rousey in a month or something like that? And that, that. Like, that, like yeah. yeah well, really, plus, plus they have New Day. Um, they have Daniel Bryan. They, they, have, they have good people. But when you talk have, about, you know. They have the Miz, Shinsuke. They have you know, they, yeah. They have but, the fiend, which is but, the big, the but, hottest. But, right, thing. that's the hottest. Sure, but the point being, like we, with Fox being on, with this being Fox that we're talking about, we probably would have expected it to be a little more stacked to that I think side. It, it goes back to my theory, which is that they can do whatever they want. What WWE? <laughs> you know, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, don't forget, never forget that this is make believe underwear fighting. Yes, right. So, I, yeah. Okay, and again, at this any goes, time. They can do whatever. Right, and they will. They will to some extent, except for they'll also do it because Fox says that fucking number that you popped is ungoddamn acceptable. What the fuck are you doing next week? Like well, right, but but what I'm what I'm saying is like what, but the evidence that we're seeing would seem to support what I've been saying all along, yeah. which is that there isn't anyone doing that because otherwise why is Randy Orton on Raw? 
I mean, like, go back to who who are the people that network people would even know who they are? Randy Orton is so. Randy Orton is the biggest one out of all these people, other than Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? And like, well, I I thought I thought Charlotte Flair was the number. That was always the one that jumped out at me as what the hell is going on here? How did Charlotte end up on Raw? What about Becky? She's the one that's doing the Sports Center commercials. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about Randy Orton being the top babyface on the card? It's really, it is really weird, yeah. isn't it? Well, but that's just because it continues to be. If you're just gonna have him come out and do a fucking RKO and RKO, that be that, yeah, like, we love that. What the fuck else are we gonna do? But we have no choice. Well, but why to the stand. fuck did they do that? That I don't understand what well, they uh, did. Because he's still mad about Team Hogan versus Team Flair. <laughs> they, they've set up this Survivor Series match for Survivor Series, of course. Oh, Jesus! Makes total sense. <laughs> Makes total sense. Brilliant. Brilliant. Here's. It kind of pissed me off because, like, you have Rusev having this, like, fucking great moment where the crowd is actually getting behind. Like, how hard was it for them to get to get behind that match? The crowd was real bad for Long Island. Like, I couldn't believe how bad this crowd was. Like, they didn't even – they barely know who Adam Cole was. You know what I mean? And this is a Long Island crowd. Like, how were they that bad? Um, It wasn't great. Sure, I don't disagree with that. Um, The Rusev thing <laughs> – I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. I really don't want to talk about it. I'd really rather not spend any time talking about the Rusev thing. Um, but you fucking interject, Randy Orton. The best thing is, I was I was watching I was watching Raw with a very beautiful young lady, mm. and uh, mm. when Bobby Lashley came out on crutches, me, <laughs> my exact response to her was, "He's going to end up not needing these crutches and hit Rusev with it." Right. Because that part, wrestling's always the same. Right. That part, a hundred percent. I agreed with that. Also, all his cock was broken because he was fucking Lana for too long. Yeah, he tore his groin. <laughs> now that's bro. Imagine somebody coming on stage and saying they tore their groin off the bone, plowing your wife. But let me make something very clear. That was the best part yes. of the entire. <laughs> The best part of what they did there was the part when they tried to have Bobby Lashley say that he broke his dick fucking Rusev's wife. That was the best by part. The way, by the way, I started out thinking that this was bad because Bobby Lashley is a bad actor. It turns out this is good because Bobby Lashley is a bad actor. <laughs> like, he's so bad that it's fucking oh. great. Oh, 100%. If, if this was yeah. someone... Who like really put effort into it and, and tried to take it serious? It would be the worst thing ever. But now it's Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes, now it's amazing because the, the like his face during this all this stuff like the with the no eyebrows and the like. I don't know why, but somehow I turned the corner on this and I think uh, Cuckold Bobby Lashley is amazing. You you talk about the crowd. Cuckold like, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Cuckold Bobby Lashley is going to end up being. Uh, a top five storyline this year in WWE. I mean, they're not letting it go. I mean, that's for fucking <laughs> Wait, sure. Top it, five in what way? Yeah, I mean, like they're not they're not abandoning execution, it. entertainment value, <laughs> matches oh. eventually. Well, do you know where my brain went? And and they're not going to do this because they're they're very careful. I say this, and they're doing this with a married couple, but they're usually pretty careful about people with wives and things like that that aren't on the show. But like, part of me was like when. When Randy Orton got in the mix, I'm like, "What is? What are they gonna do? With like, like what? What's the angle here? They're not gonna, they're not gonna do this, right? Like we're Randy uh, oh, Orton. Oh, yeah, just, just all, all three of them are just yes. Lana's guys. Yes. 
Um, it's going to be my favorite moment in the history of professional <laughs> wrestling, frankly. Because if there's anyone that should do that, it's Randy Orton. Oh, my <laughs> just, God. Just a hot tub scene with Lana and Bobby and Drew and Randy are all in the hot tub with her. I've lived for this, actually. I've changed my mind entirely. Well, no, I Drew didn't it. want anything to do with it. Drew was like, the hell with Yeah, but why drama. was he there listen, to begin listen, with? Listen, listen, listen. A hot tub scene with Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley and Lana, right? And and it cuts to a week later and Rusev's in on the bit the whole time. I, I mean, it's I my mean, it's my favorite. It will, it the whole as time. you know, it would be my favorite moment ever if they fucking finished it the right way. If they just finally fucking finished it the right way. And it, they can't have it be that Rusev gets like a belt out of it or something. It's just got to be that at the end, he gets over in a largely meaningless match against Bobby Lashley somewhere. And that was what he had in store the entire time. Because if he did it all to set up to get a belt, I would say maybe it was worth it, right? Like, so I had to let a man fuck my wife. Like, eh, maybe like three men fuck my wife. Okay, <laughs> but I got the title out of it, right? Like, you can make they the trade-off. They need it, to do this dinner scene over again, but with Randy Orton there, and Randy Orton's in his gear, while the rest of them are in their, like, going out to the bar closed. Oh, God, it's so wonderful. So fucking wonderful. <laughs> Um, I apologize. I'm completely distracted, boys. Uh, Casey Lennox just shared a picture of her in her underpants with a Cisco quote, and I'm, I, I've got nothing else. It's the most perfect moment in the history of uh, Twitter, so I've got nothing else for you. You guys can keep talking. I'm just going to be over here for a little bit. I am looking that up yep. right now. Might want <laughs> might to do that. Do, do, do we need to pause the podcast here for a minute? Uh, uh, hang on. Give me just one second here. Yeah, and... I, I, figure I know it doesn't take you long, so, yeah. you know. We are good. All right. Very good. Very good. All back right. with you. Back with well, you. Well, okay. Yep. All right. Um, uh, Aaron, what Casey else? Casey Lewis has also been uh, on SCW like five I, times. I'm very aware, and I'm jealous as shit. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, how did we do in our picks last week? Uh, well, I actually didn't hear oh, a motherfucker. Like, we didn't post the show. Me, me and you tied. Brandon was one better than us. I didn't hear Aegis Like, we picks. didn't post the goddamn show. This fucking asshole. It's a good thing you booked Chris Jericho this week. It's a good <laughs> goddamn thing that you booked Chris Jericho. All right, uh, before you've got to go, your thoughts just on Crown Jewel in general, or on whatever the fuck this thing was, whatever, whatever, I don't even Fre- know. Yeah, um, I mean, I was kind of stunned that Bray ended up winning. It was the correct decision. Of course, it was the correct decision at Hell in a Cell, and that didn't stop them there, which it, makes which, me wonder. Uh, right, again. This just felt like a correction, right? And that's but the thing. Like, if they were If they were willing to do this, why, why like, did they do it before? Right. right. Why wouldn't you just fucking? It's so straight. Like it, it's almost more logical to stick your heels in and just you know refuse to do it. So I mean, good for them for listening, I guess. But just very, very strange. I um, love the horror movie ending, and it would have been nice to do that on their like Halloween show. You know what I mean? I, uh, like all of these things. Hey, true. This was their Halloween show. Well, I know, but you know what I mean. Their actual Halloween <laughs> show, I, I as understand. opposed to the yes. Blood Money 2020 or whatever. Look, yes. the the truth is, at some point they had to do something that mattered in one of these shows, or else we're just going to keep going back to the point where we say I, you don't really need to watch because nothing significant is ever going to happen. Um, like we could fall back on the idea that it's all just a house show, which we clearly alluded to a bunch of times, um, on when we were making our picks. So at some point they had to do something like this. I I guess, yes, the easiest thing to say is it's sort of a makeup. Like they realized they fucked up the last one. So let's pull the trigger here or, um, in their negotiation, negotiations with the Saudis, the Saudis also said like, Hey, at some point, we need something to happen on one of our shows. And they said, all right, all right, all right, we got it. We got it. We'll make that happen this time. I don't know. 
Um, ultimately, it's of course, it's the right decision. We all know that it's the right decision. It's just that none of us believed it would occur um, when you were in, you know, doing a show in the middle of the afternoon. We just didn't think that was going to be something they were going to be willing to pull the trigger on. I'm, I'm in a weird... If they're going to keep going back, and it's clear they're going back despite all of the crazy shit that occurred, um, I, I would prefer to know that it's possible that something like this will happen because that makes me more inclined to actually watch and pay attention and not just say I'll get to it when I fucking get to it. Um, so for all those reasons, I'm on board. Can we talk about the special attractions real quick? Special attractions. The oh, two Tyson, special attraction Tyson Fury matches. And Velasquez? I mean, the, the Tyson Fury oh. thing was somehow even worse than I thought it would be. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and and the and the Brock match was such a nothing. It was so nothing. It was, it was no. It was it was nothing because they tried to make it a UFC fight. Yeah, they tried to make it look real. Right, I get it. And it's so strange for someone who's staying around. Yeah. Well, the, so did you listen to the podcast, though? They said that he's going to be, like, in the performance center staying around. He's not going to be, like, on Raw. Yeah, I'll believe that when it happens. Yeah, I mean, that is... Like, he, he, he might go away for a bit, right. but he's coming back soon. It also seems like they can be timing that out nicely because they know he has to have surgery anyway. So they can right. say, like, hey, well, he's going to go back and do the performance center thing when the truth is he's just rehabbing from a surgery to be ready right. to go again. The that's, idea That's true. He he could he can't really walk right, right now. Right. And I think that also yeah. had something to do with why it is they decided to book it the way they did is because they like they clearly this injury was known about ahead of time. What's wrong with him? His leg. He's a knee? Is it knee? I know. I'm I've, of course I've forgotten as well. I mean like Jesus. Yeah. I'm pulling it up. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lower body injury if we want to use the uh, hockey terms here. Right. Um, I mean, and, the and first time like he came out on WWE, he was limping yeah. significantly to the ring. Um, um, so, but yeah, I, I am surprised. And yes, it might have to do with the fact, but he, you know, yeah, they were in tag matches. He wrestled longer matches down in Mexico and stuff and was doing all sorts of crazy stuff. M- MCL. Uh, it's his knee. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. His knee. So, um, you know, all those things could play a role in it. It wasn't obviously it wasn't great, but also like this is Brock Lesnar. What did you really think you were getting? Like, what did anybody really think they were getting from this match? Now, it will be interesting if they really are going to have him drop the belt to Rey Mysterio, how they go about doing that. It's very difficult to tell that story without a little bit of a... Ha, ha. Ha, this is me laughing at your funny joke thinking Rey Mysterio is going to win that match. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it either, but we were just talking at the beginning of the show about the idea of having Rey Mysterio get the belt back. you got to do something for whenever you're going to send Brock Lesnar back to SmackDown, which will eventually happen at some point. I don't believe that he's going to be... Like, I don't believe it either. Um, I don't know what the time frame is for everything that they want to do. Um, if they do, though, that would be one of the easiest fixes to one of their biggest problems right now, which is that... They need people to look like title contenders on Raw, and it's hard to do that when Brock Lesnar is the champion. There's there's only a there's a shorter list of people that look like serious contenders versus him. But when Rey Mysterio is the champion, now everyone is a contender. You it know, al- it also could help with um, you know AJ to your point about NXT folks being undersized. It could also help sell the well, you can be undersized. Reminder: Rey Mysterio has <laughs> always been undersized. Um, like, and they're doing this thing now where Brock Lesnar's leg is hurt. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but that's the that's where they're going with this. Is that when is when is Survivor he took the series, pi- he took the uh, uh, two weeks two so two Sunday okay he so took, got one he more took like a steel okay, pipe to the it. knee or something. Mm-hmm. So he's been selling that. So that's the beginning of how he could win. Uh, it's actually you, not you, that you he will. It's two weeks. It's two weeks from this coming Sunday. A lot. 
that's my one hesitation there. What do you mean? I mean, if you have basically the, you know, two pay-per-view matches in a row that Brock is going to lose in that case. Well, if, not counting Crown Jewel. If you have him lose say. to Seth, comes back, has that, you know, two quick matches and loses again to Ray right away. That's a lot of Brock losing. I mean, well, he may not lose right away. They might schmoz it out till Royal yeah, Rumble or something. Yeah, that's but, also possibly right. true. And by the way, the other problem being, if you're going to have Rey Mysterio go over Brock Lesnar, that absolutely should be a WrestleMania moment. Like that's yes. Like that shouldn't be happening anywhere but WrestleMania, and that's part yeah, of the reason I, I why. I was it. surprised that they pulled the trigger on this. Like thing what really. they I could, thought, I, like what they could do at Survivor Series is they could have Brock looks like he's about to fucking kill Rey Mysterio, and Dominic comes out or something, and then that kind of. Yeah, pushes Bring, it along. Pushes yeah, it here. further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he could stop the match or or d- do something because it looks like Brock's about to drop the stairs on his head or or do something. You know, there's a lot of things they could do. I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing that they're doing, though, because they clearly... That, like, that, that you... wouldn't work, though, Brandon. Brandon, that wouldn't work, dude. Why? Because because when you wear a mask, if you drop, like, anything <laughs> on your head, you could no so. <laughs> It's true. Um, all, all true. All true. <laughs> yeah, that, all that, true. nothing wrong with this. I, yep, all I, true. Um, all right, Aaron. Before you got to go, what else did you want to make a comment about from this past week? Um, I, I think you guys, you guys are going to get. Are you guys going to get to the the statement WWE put out I yesterday? Mean, about like we the, will, but I, 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 I gotta be honest yeah, with I, you, man. I don't, don't want to get deep into it because there's so much heat that you. I just want to point out the fact that it really didn't say anything new, and I know technically it said something new, and that there's two now official events instead of just having two events right but it, it would be like wwe saying oh yeah for the next 10 years we're holding a wrestlemania in a football stadium right that, there's nothing official well, except that they, says except they the, have to do it. well the new part is they signed a longer deal right no it, no no it's not longer it was through 2027 originally i thought it was 2024 before no it was 2027 it was a 10-year deal before the first uh, there was the Grays Royal Rumble was the first about a month before they said I release. This is the first, you know, the first event in a ten year plan that runs through twenty twenty seven. Look, I mean, this, <laughs> okay, I didn't know out, that. This yeah, is clearly, we, but, but you know, nothing. but Aaron, you know what happened, right? Like all these reports, oh, they yeah. get they get terrible fucking news on the financially. Then oh, they I, have, I, I know, I know. Then what they this have is, a, dis- a PR piece, and they have a disastrous weekend PR wise with whatever happened. You know, all of these fucking rumors about all the shit that went down in Saudi Arabia. It all looks like a giant fucking colossal mess for yes. their shareholders. So this was a press release that was sent out to their shareholders specifically yes. to say the Saudi money is still good. Cool. We're going to have it. It's going to come in. Everything is fine between yes. us and Saudi Arabia without them ever having to address any of the rumors, any of the reports that were floating around. It was specifically them saying, if you're a shareholder that's panicking, don't panic. Don't. Our blood money will still be there. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying there are some people who think this was a something more than that. And I just want to point out, it wasn't. No, it was saying. By the way, the, the New York the Post also is repo- the New York Post is reporting that they've been paid for the events now. No, yeah. There you go. So that's that's it's all for their shareholders. That's what this is. Yes. Yeah. All right, um, Aaron. I, I mean, I don't know how we're going to handle it. This is the. Fr- I think we're going to try to make full gear picks um, in the next segment. So text me Te- yours. I'll text you. Yeah. Text yeah. me your full gear picks, and we'll do that in segment number two. Um, of course, get your plugs in real quick. Uh, watch or listen to the Daily Line 3 to 7 Eastern every day you can watch it if you are in D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago or the San Francisco Bay Area on your local NBC Sports affiliate or you can listen to it on uh, NBCSportsRadio.com 
All right, very good. And, of course, uh, read myself in the Baltimore Sun. Yep, at the AOster on Twitter. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Um, seriously, Aaron booked Chris Jericho for an interview he couldn't even be a part of. I'm like, a good dude. I mean, my God. Shout out, Aaron, man. I would be suicidal, though, over that. Like, I would be on watch at that moment. Like, AJ, imagine... Um, I was trying to actually trying to figure out how I would do this bit, right? Like, um, imagine you like, so you get, you get, um, not only does WWE hire you, right? But they tell you, you're going to be in the main event at WrestleMania in, next year. All right. Um, here's the thing to, tomorrow you have to be at the performance center all day and you just got invited to go hang out and play basketball with Barack Obama, Jay-Z and the rock. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> the three people I love the most. I know. That's why I was trying to figure this out. I was working on something with Brandon too, by the way. Where I was like, "So Dave Grohl wants you to come hang out and talk about old wrestling shit with him at his house." No, no, and no. He- it would be it would be just a private concert with Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, would you give with it up? Dave Grohl. I'm not trying to put like a, an interview with Chris Jericho on the same level, but like, you get it. Like, that's quite yeah, the sacrifice. No, it, it, it was tough, but what's ever best for what's the podcast. What's best for the show? Look at Aaron for the first time in his life saying, "What's best for the show?" All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate All right, it. Later. We'll talk to you next week. There's Aaron Oster. Uh, when we come back in, yeah, I want to try making full gear picks. I want to try talking about it. Obviously, it's going to be a big weekend. Um, we also need to talk to AJ about being back for Primal Conflict this weekend and everything that went down there so we'll get to all those things in segment number two i'm glenn he's brandon and he's the main event aj francis this is jobbing out royal farms is known for being real fresh and real fast but we're also real baltimore that's because baltimore is our home base and our home like purple and black flamingos and sunglasses or crabs and old bay our subs are real baltimore right down to the name we make them fresh delicious and to your order all day every day at a price that's easy to swallow royal farm subs are another reason why royal farms is real fresh real fast real baltimore Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, and of course, of course, the main ah, There's my guy. There he is, AJ Francis. Uh, AJ, you were back home this weekend. Uh, tell me about how things went down at Primal Conflict. Uh, so I uh, got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. What a I piece got- of shit. Ken Dixon's a piece of shit. Um, he cheated multiple <coughs> times. He pulled my jersey over my head. He he uh, kicked me in the nuts. I physically beat his ass. But he did some malarkey and ended up getting a W. So will there be anything in the future between you and Ken Dixon because of the bullshit that he that he pulled? Probably not, because Ken Dixon don't want those problems, man. Any, right. man that was, any man that'll result to kick you in the nuts, the next time I see you, I got to put you six feet under. I, lo- I hear you. I hear you. There's no other choice but that. There's no other choice, frankly. I understand everything you're saying. So uh, that's bullshit. I'm not thrilled about it. But 
it was, I'm sure, good for you to be back home. I know you had a lot of folks out there. Uh, the match itself, the match, the match itself was great. Um, it was cool because it was the first time I'd ever been in a a mixed crowd situation. Like obviously he was a he was the heel, but he's been at Primal Conflict and for years, and uh, he's known very well in the area. So even though he was the heel, he had people cheering for him. Uh, and even though I was the baby face, I had people cheering for me because, you know, Frank always brings the crowd. So I had people cheering for me, obviously. And uh, by the end of the match, all those cocksuckers that were cheering for uh, cheering for Ken Dixon wanted to be my friend at well, the end of the go. match. There you go. Nicely done. Way to pull that off. That's good baby facing. Uh, so what's next for you? What's on your calendar moving forward? Uh, I have USA Pro Wrestling in Orlando this weekend. Um, I'm facing Bruce Santee. Uh, I uh, am next week. I will be in Miami at Sweetwater Pro, where I will have a, a run in with one Barrington Hughes. And Ooh, while I face his, I love Mercy. Barrington Hughes. That's dope as shit. Former uh, jobbing out guest, in fact, Barrington Hughes. Indeed, indeed. Are you going to attempt to um like pick him up or slam him in any sort of way? Yes, I'm going to try to. I'm going to body slam. Holy him if I have my fuck! For those that don't know, Barrington Hughes, uh, what do you think he tips in on the scales, AJ? 500 easy. Yeah, I would say easy 500. You see him on MLW. I body slam somebody that's like 480, though. So. Jesus, dude. Jesus. That's going to, oh, my God. That'll be cool as shit. Well, that's dope, man. Uh, that's dope. So go check out AJ uh, in the next couple of weeks in the uh, various stops that he's making. All right. Um, now, with that in mind, uh, let's. Oh, you know what, Brandon? Because we're going to be talking full gear here in a second. Let's remind everybody this is also a big weekend, obviously, for Ramshead Live. As Starcast. Yeah, yeah, huge fucking weekend at Ramshead Live. Uh, it all starts on Friday afternoon, correct? Yeah. So we're, I was talking to Conrad yesterday. We're getting everything set up um, and making sure that everything uh, goes off uh, <laughs> as good as possible. But, um, yeah, actually, Thursday, stuff starts at Jimmy's. Um, there's, like, a happy hour at Jimmy's and then Tony Schiavone's birthday bash and karaoke at Jimmy's. So if you want to go hang out with Tony Schiavone and whoever else Fucking do, he's show do up, karaoke I know with will be there. AEW stars. Like, yeah, that's what I'm you're going to sure have a chance to do. A bunch of those guys will be there. Yeah. Um, and then the, all the panels start at 11 o'clock on Friday. So... Uh, at Ramshead. So you can go to StarCast.com with two R's, StarCast.com, and go to schedule. It has the list of all the events. Um, you can get your wristbands there. You can get your tickets for the after party, which will be after full gear back at Ramshead at 1130 and go till the bars close. Um, that's Saturday night. And who knows what's going to happen there. We've heard crazy stories about their last couple. Um, and then there's also a brunch at Jimmy's on Sunday. So there's tons of stuff to do. It's worth every dollar. It's, it's, you know, if you're a big wrestling fan and you go and buy a wristband, you, you get like four days full of events. And, and I, I believe there are also packages where you can get a full gear ticket uh, package together with a StarCast I think wristband. I saw that too, yeah. So that's great. So you can do that as well if you haven't got your ticket for full gear yet. 
Um, and we'll, we're all going to be around. Like we're, we're going to be at, so the plan for me, Jimmy's, but we'll be at Ram's head on, I might go to Jimmy's on Thursday. I'm not sure yet, but I um, I can be there. I'm going to try to stop by Ram's head Friday afternoon. I can't stay Friday night, but I'm gonna try to stop by in the afternoon. I will definitely be there. I'll be there most of the day Friday. I think Glenn and I will, and Aaron will all be at full gear. We'll definitely be at full gear and I'll be there for most of the day. I'll be at Ram's head for most of the time on Saturday as well. Like, yeah. I'll be there for most of it on Saturday, then we'll go to full gear, and then we'll go back for the after party. And then we'll all be at the after party. So come hang out, uh, have a couple drinks, see some wrestlers. Hey. Um, yeah. So, like, where's my invite? We already, yo, uh-uh. Oh, damn. We tried that. We absolutely <laughs> invited you, asshole. <laughs> like, you don't get to pull that pull shit this time. You weren't going to be in town, so... I- I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. You don't get to try to get away with that. I could this have time. been in town if I was booked like every other wrestler who right. gets less promotion for you than I do. But it's cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <sighs> are, are, by the way, are we? Uh, do we know if we're confirmed uh, where we're going to be seating at uh, Full Gear? It'll be good. Okay. All right. All right. So, that's all. That's let's just say that right now. Okay. I feel like it's they're going to be really good seats. Is there was there a chance that people might notice us? Yes. Okay. That's all I was wondering. Jobby outside. Bring the oh, jobby yeah. outside. Oh, yeah. You know what? I got it. We can do that. Can we? Uh, do we know if the if the arena lets us bring in signs like that? Like big signs? I mean, they had signs at uh, well, I know they have like the post- TV taping. All right. All right. Well, we'll I here. got jobbing out at Mania. Now you guys got to give it that AEW. We just like, depending on where we're sitting, which I think, Glenn, you kind of know where we might be sitting. Right. We can't be total dickheads and block everybody's view. Yeah, but like if it's... if. <clears throat> If we're sitting where we might be sitting, we could literally like just sort of put it in front of us. Yes, true. That's also the other option there. All right. Well, uh, or we should just get a big AJ head. That's the other option. We could just do a big uh, like a fat, a Frank head. We could call it a Frank fat head, a Frank head. We can make that work. Uh, all right. It's going to be a huge weekend again. Starcast.com, two R's, Starcast.com. Make a sign that says sign Frank. No, I like that, actually. Oh, I do yeah. like that. Like the scent sign's got to be gold. That's the difference. The scent sign has to be gold. All right. I will actually ask my wife to draw that up for me, um, and I will try to commit to having that on there for you. And you can carry it because I don't want to carry anything. I know. The walk from Rams Head Live. To, like, I guess <laughs> we get it, Brandon. You had cancer. <laughs> I don't have the ability to carry oh, it. Oh, he's so weak. He's so weak. Oh, by the way, thanks for putting that in at the end of the show last week, asshole. How about the part at the end of the show last week? Where Brandon says, fingers crossed. Like, he's got... Fingers crossed. Might be dying again, JK. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, we'll just throw that in as a throwaway at the end of the show. Do we know any more about that? Not yet. Oh, God damn it. But, but uh, it, I, I, listen, I'm trying to stay positive. I feel okay. okay so All there's right. a couple things to be concerned about. I'll be fine. All right. We'll, uh, we'll fight until I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll deal with that then. I hear you. Like, will we'll you be consuming out. alcohol this weekend? Yes. Okay, so you're good. All right, that's what we needed to know. You're good. Well, well, I mean, you know, in theory. <laughs> that doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. That's true. That's a good point, too. You but, might just be an idiot. Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so there's only right now four matches on the card for Full Gear. We know there will be more, but let's pick the four matches that we know that are going to occur for uh, Saturday night at Royal Farms Arena. Uh, you can see it on BR Live. It ain't available for $9.99. I know that much. You can't get the fucking full gear for $9.99 a month. You're going to have to pay a, ni- a much prettier penny for this show. Um, so we'll go through it. Uh, we'll start with uh, just a tag team match, the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. AJ, as always, you'll have first pick. Uh, I am going to go with 
the I'm going to go with Santana and Ortiz just because they're building that faction. Okay. Um, I, I, I sort of like the way that you think. It's funny because it sounded like at first like you were just going to jump right to uh, the Young Bucks. And I actually think that there's, there's a lot you can do either way on this one. Keep in mind you had the Young Bucks lose their first round match in this tournament. Um, so you could argue that they could use a little heat back since they're supposed to be among the top stars in the company. So to give them consecutive losses to Private Party and um, Santana Ortiz back-to-back would be a little bit much. But I think what you're alluding to, AJ, is the more likely scenario, which is that Santana and Ortiz will probably have a bit of outside help when it comes to this match. And so I think you can do this, have them win and still have the Young Bucks keep their heat, look good in the process, because I think you can have Jake Hager or Sammy Guevara be involved with it. So I, too, will take Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, I'm taking... Um, I think I'm... I don't, I don't think all the inner circle guys are going to win, so I, I'm going to take the Bucks here just because um, it seems, like, like you said, they lost on TV recently, and I think they do need to sort of uh, not lose all the time, so I'm gonna go with the Young Bucks. It, I mean, it's really interesting when you've when you've identified a tag team as being top stars in your company, right? And the Young Bucks, of course, are fucking top stars in AEW. Everybody knows that. But this is not like a scenario where there's a track record that suggests they're gonna be off chasing, you know, individually a title. Like they work as a tag team. That's what they are. And if they're right. not gonna be tag team champs in the process then what are you doing to keep them elevated at the top of your card? And that's going to be something that's going to be interesting for AEW in the coming months. Um, Next up, a non-sanctioned match. John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Uh, I have the first pick. And this one's also interesting to me because, again, you've got a situation with Kenny Omega where, like, doesn't he need to win a big match? Like, don't – like, he's supposed to be a star of stars in your company – doesn't he need to win a big match in order to do that? I, the fact that you made it a non-sanctioned match, the fact that you're expecting all sorts of crazy shit to occur, that seems to be more up John Moxley's alley. I'm going to go back to Kenny Omega just because it feels more important that you give him a win at a pay-per-view right now than it does that you give something to John Moxley. And whatever crazy shit you do in the course of the match seems like it could help create the scenario where as long as you don't have a fucking television explode on John Moxley and he looks like a <laughs> fucking asshole, I think he can still look good in the process. Who would ever do that? Yeah, that would be insane, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, is this me? Yes, this is you. Uh, I I agree with everything you said. Um, Moxley is the answer. Wow, okay. All right. AJ? Um... I think the reason you make it an unsanctioned match is so that Moxley doesn't take the L. So I'm going with Kenny Omega. All right. All right. Uh, Adam Page versus Pac. Brandon, you are first. Um, you got to go Pac here uh, because his whole gimmick is that he is winning all these big time matches and that he deserves a title shot. I think it goes the other direction. If he loses, it doesn't make any sense with what they're doing with him. Um, that being said, this is another one of those situations where you're like, okay, well, this other guy kind of needs to win a match too. Um, but I'm going to go pack. Uh, AJ. I'm going to go pack as well for everything that Brandon just said. All right. Um, the only the only issue I have here 
is if Pack wins this, right? Like you'd say that he's the like he's got the the right argument to be the number one contender, correct? But at the moment, I, I'm I don't want to give away. I guess I guess I yeah. have to give away what it is that I'm picking. That wouldn't really seem logical based on what I expect to happen in the title match. Like that doesn't seem to be a logical point forward. Now, I mean, you can certainly sort of push that off for a little bit and maybe turn to Kenny Omega first before you get the pack or turn, you know, wherever you want to go. Um, I don't know. In a weird way, it sort of leads me back to, to Hangman Page. Like, in a weird way, because of what I'm expecting in the title match, I'm going to go back to Adam Hangman Page. So uh, Hangman Page will be my pick. And that, of course, gives us to the championship match as Chris Jericho <laughs> faces Cody for the AEW world title. AJ, you have first pick. I can't pick against the guy that's coming on our goddamn show. Well, that's a great point. That would make it very <laughs> difficult. Um, I'm not picking against him either for what it's worth. I think it would be a huge mistake. I really do. I, I like To their credit, I think that the story they've been telling with Cody the last couple weeks and you know this being his moment and all that shit, I think it's been, been really compelling. I think they've done a good job with that. But I still think it would be a huge mistake to have – there's such a parallel to Triple H – that I don't think you can do that this quickly. Except who has the title. What do you mean? Oh, because it's Jericho? I get it, but like... People... Because, because, because the, 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 the asterisk here is that you're not hurting... You, it, you're, it's an impossible to hurt person. So like it's not like it's like some right. brand new guy that won right. the title and then, right. you're they would then drop the it. Old, I get the, it. The owner. I just think it's the the parallel. This is of, the one guy you could do this with. I understand. Really. I still just think it's a bad idea to have the guy who's running the company win the belt so quickly. Um, I think you can build bigger to, you know, boy Cody's been so amazing and such a figure, but he's never won the championship a year down the road, right? Like I think that's a better story that makes it feel less force fed at the moment. I think that there's too much of a, from the average fan, from the folks that won't be spending the big money to buy the pay-per-view on Saturday night. I think those people would be inclined to say, Oh, you gave your belt to the guy that runs the company. Sure. Um, which is not the story they've been telling at all. Obviously, like that's not the case. They've been telling a really fucking compelling story. But ultimately, I, I think that the Chris Jericho thing has been too good. And because it's been so good, I think you continue to build that to either an in-faction turn, like a Jake Hager, or um, you build that towards you know having a Kenny Omega moment down the road. So I'm going to still stick with Chris Jericho. I, I'm picking Jericho, but for completely different reasons. I mean, I, I agree with sort of with what you said. I think they're, I think it's just because of Chris Jericho. I think... What they're doing with him is so solid, and it like whoever eventually beats him is going to be in a really good situation. I don't really think it needs to be Cody right now. You know, I I, I don't think it doesn't bother me that he's the owner of the company winning the title. I like that wouldn't bother me at all. More so, it's just that they've been doing such a good job with this character, with this version of Chris Jericho, and I think that to make to keep it with the validity it's had, you've got to give it some length. And, um, I think he needs to lose at whatever they decide their love WrestleMania is. Um, I don't know if I know that the, we keep comparing companies. I know that's not really the best way to do it, but we don't have, 
I have no I, other basis for well, comparison. no, but I think that they've there's going to be some big show. Well, right? I think, like, but I think at the moment they've set in that that Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend are likely to be their weekends, right? Okay. Like that they're going to so, build around those two events. You know, whatever. I think he needs to keep it th- until then. Like what, whatever they do for their big blow off thing, I think Jericho should keep the title all the way through that. And then, and, and it's also kind of natural because Jer- Jericho, you know, at some point Fozzie has to go on tour. At some point. He's got all these other things he does, and he's he's probably going to go away for a month or something. So it's not going to be like Brock. He's just going to take a little break and come back or whatever. But I, I do think that you've got natural separations built in, so why take the title from him now? Unless we're heading into one of those, you know? I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with that as well. So, all right, those are the four matches that we have so far. Um, as we uh, get more matches, we'll uh, make the picks amongst ourselves, and then we'll post them on social media. Um, AJ, are you like going to watch? Like, obviously, we'll be there. Will you watch Full Gear? Are you like, have you been? No. Okay, have you been staying? I'm not, I'm not spending. I'm not spending sixty dollars on the pay per view. It's sixty dollars. Well, I, I think you can get it for forty. I think that's what it is. But it's still I'm still not spending forty dollars. That's four months of that's that's forty dollars is WrestleMania Survivor Series Money in the Bank Royal Rumble. This, this these should cost twenty five dollars. That's what these should. If, if this was twenty five dollars, I would buy it. Um, it's you know like, that's that... the most I would pay for a pay per view. Hey, FBI, NSA, stop listening. Now that they're gone, I'm probably going to illegally stream it. Okay, so the, yeah, I mean, I, I, would I didn't do. need you to admit to that. You could have just said you 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 your plan. You care enough that you're going to watch it. No, actually, I don't think I might. You'll watch it after the fact, right? Yeah. You're not going to watch it live, I guess. Let's say. Well, that. and by the way, I don't watch. I don't watch. Don't I didn't watch, watch it at some point. Let me make this. I paid for the WWE Network. I didn't watch Crown Jewel live, right? Like, but I watched right. it. I got to it at some point. I got around. I to genuinely it. don't know if I'm going to watch Full Gear. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. Is that like you are not hell bent? I have to watch Full Gear um, as a wrestling fan. No. Have you been staying with AEW every week? Yes. Now is the difference just that you don't have you don't have to pay anything for that, so you'll keep watching. I don't it. have to pay anything for it, and I go. I don't have to go out of my way to find a way to watch it. Okay, all right. I think I'm I I'm I'm kind of on board with all of that. I do think this is going to be something. This will start to be the test, right? Because this they have they have established those other two events as being their two like tent pole events, right? AW that these other pay per views that you have to pay real money for. In a business where we've gotten accustomed to not having to pay real money for pay-per-views any longer, I think it will be fascinating to see how many people choose to buy it. Um, there's been a lot of good for AEW. I know that the ratings weren't good for either show this past week as they were on against Game 7 of the World Series. That was always going to be tough for everybody involved. But for the most part, it's been a lot of good and a lot of positive momentum for AEW to start things. But this is and a... How did, how did Game 7 go, by the way? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember how Game Seven. Me neither. Went. Fuck yeah, the I don't remember Game. <laughs> you really hate them. That is amazing to me. You yeah, really man. hate them. Why do they get good things? I know it. Bo- it does. It does. Look, I'm jealous, dude. Watching that fucking scene of the Nationals and fucking Capitals like pouring beer all over each other on Sunday night. Like I was so fucking insanely jealous watching that. I'm like, God damn, that must be nice. I I did think I I, I did think I heard that it was like the lowest rated Game Seven in the history of baseball or something. Uh, Who said that, Donald Trump? <laughs> Could be. No, it was. It was. Well, it was twenty-three million people, right? Which is still pretty goddamn good. 
But if you look over the previous game sevens, it was 28 million, 40 million, 23 and a half million, 25. So it is the lowest rated game seven in baseball history. But that's like saying you're the shortest center in the NBA. Right. Like you're still in the NBA. And that's sort of the point. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, sure, it didn't draw a huge number. The, the Nationals don't have major national appeal. That appeal, the Astros only marginally have real national appeal. Um, so it's not. Like gonna for instance, be- the Cubs and the Indians. Right, was but of 40 course, the fucking people. Cubs and the Indians were going to draw that, right? Like it was the right. it was the greatest story in baseball history. Would the Cubs finally win a World Series? The Cubs uh, and Little Sisters of the Poor would have drawn that. Yes, in fact, all fact. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a hundred percent. Cubs and who? The Little Sisters of the Poor, yes. One of them. I've never of the heard poor. of them. Where do I, they play? I, well, I believe Maryland opened their football season with Little Sisters yes, of the Poor. Yes, they did. <laughs> and Penn then they played uh, Little Sisters of the Poor a, in Maryland. Yeah, on a Friday Park. night when I was sitting there with Brandon. They sure as sure shit did. Well, I wish he was wrong. I wish he was fucking wrong. But it's what it is, man. Hopefully basketball season will be a little bit different around these parts. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, hey, hey, Brandon, make sure you talk all that shit in basketball season, <laughs> motherfucker. I will this year. I will. Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're coming for blood, man. We're going to yeah, ruin your season. Hopefully, hopefully Maryland will be as good as everybody thinks they are. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We never know how those things play out. But no, I, I'm fascinated by that type of shit. All right. Uh, a couple more thoughts before we get to Chris Jericho. And I'm so excited just to say the words before we get to Chris Jericho, because they're my favorite words that we've ever uh, uttered. AJ, I believe you have a question that you need to ask us. Who had the best match in WWE this week? This one's really tough, right? Because like, it feels like we've just been doing the bit where it's been a match on NXT every week. But like, and NXT was really fucking good. And NXT was really good, but they were, they were NXT matches on all of the shows this week. Um, So, I don't know. Also, um, a couple of statements, by the way. I I mean, for what it's worth, I I, I hate saying this because you feel dirty saying it. As much of a house show as it was, I enjoyed Crown Jewel. I thought it was a pretty good wrestling show. If you take those two... Joke right. matches out. Right. It was it was a pretty good show. I thought it was a pretty good wrestling show, all told. Like I get it. There were Dude, Monsoor versus Cesaro. It was great. It was a <laughs> that was great a fucking great match. match. And I don't know why we don't see more of Monsoor on TV. Why also, the fuck isn't he on TV? I don't understand that at all. I mean, all. I get it. Cesaro is gonna make people look good. But that guy looked really like he's that guy clearly looked like pretty good. Zone. Yeah, he's clearly pretty fucking good. Uh, Mansoor. Also, they really need to get the fucking uh, uh, language tightened up as to whether it's Mansoor or Mansoor. It's <laughs> right, not great right, yeah. when everybody's calling him something else because he's never on TV, so they're not all on board with it. They should probably also, get to that. They also need to tighten up um, whether her name is Catalina or Carolina. They yes. uh, they need to get up on the, tighten that one up too um, because that was that was good. I enjoyed that on Monday night, but to introduce her as one thing and then immediately have the announcer say. Uh, the introducer is Carolina or Carolina, I guess is what they were saying. And then have the announcer say, and here's Catalina. Not a great look. <laughs> Not a great look. They need to figure that one out, too. Uh, I was, I'll say this. In that match, they made Zelina Vega look like a million bucks. They really man. did. They really did. I, like, that, that's, when you watch that match, you're like, why isn't she wrestling more? Um, you know? For what it's worth, I... I think I'm inclined, and like, I, there's God damn it, there's so many options, and I'm trying to think back to what I'm forgetting about from last Wednesday night. So Tyler Bate versus Cameron Grimes. Oh God, that was really good. Jesus, 
Hey, it's our boy. But didn't we already do the Cameron Grimes for the culture we, bit we, last we, week? We, didn't we, we do did. that? We right. did. But that you have was to talk about. Uh, we still matches. haven't named what I think is... We still haven't even named what I think was the best. So, I mean, I, like, there's an absolute argument for Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole. Like, there is. I mean, like, there's a there's a strong um, argument for Daniel Bryan. Undisputed versus Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. That didn't suck. Didn't suck. I mean, there was a lot of good matches this week. I'm um, probably. I think. Let me let's let's play it out. The stakes of that, right? The stakes of putting Adam Cole over Daniel Bryan in the main event of a network television program. The stakes of that match were significant, and because and of, although he didn't put him over, he fucking wrestled Seth Rollins in the main event of Raw. Correct, too. correct, correct. That, but that that's that's a crazy spot to put that guy in. He oh, goes over Daniel Bryan on Friday and wrestles Seth Rollins on Monday, which are arguably the two. If Reigns is the third one, right, the most over baby faces in the company, but specifically because of like. It was a night where there was so much disaster surrounding the company going into that sh- show on Friday night. They were yeah. coming off having to have been on Fox Sports 1 the previous week where they draw drew dick in ratings. Right. There had to be a lot of fucking pressure being felt on all sorts of fronts. And they threw on a network TV show someone who had never had a main roster match into a main event... I think that has to be my call. I think I have to agree with AJ. It's got to be Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I like it too. All right. Uh, and, look, and let's not forget how great it wasn't the technical specimen that Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan was. But the Fiend versus Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel was yes. dope. Yes, it was great. That was, I mean, like, this is the thing. I, again, whatever the awkward feelings are, and yes, admitting the Tyson Fury thing was a fucking disaster and the Cain Velasquez thing was a nothing. Um... Outside of that, it was a really good show. It was a really good show. Um, just get the fucking red lights out of it. Like, let's yeah, just... I'm, I told you before. I'm no. not. I know AJ and I think Aaron no. likes them too. Red lights or death. I'm not in on them. I'm just not. I don't. I don't like, like it. it. I don't like. And and but but going oh, but back to like, the match. Yeah, but I bet you. But you like Rage Against the Machine, the fucking main event you, Coachella. Why do you, you like hate Rage Fight. Against the Machine so much? Like, why is this warm? It's not that I have a problem with Rage Against the Machine. It's his, Rage his Against argument the Machine. Is old. Isn't one third of relevant of the baby is right now. Well, among certainly not among. There's a lot of other factors. They are not among all... people that actually buy tickets to Coachella. Right. No, the, yes, people. I mean, people I go to certain... Coachella, so I can tell you that people it of is. a certain I mean, There's a lot of old people there yeah. that you don't see in the pictures. Oh, like, a lot, a lot. So, like, twenty percent of them are your age. Probably, yeah. Okay, so eighty percent are the people I'm talking about. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, but just because someone is eighteen doesn't mean they have to listen to what they're told to listen to or what is coming out now. Like there are I people that are generational acts. Like, if Nirvana, if Kurt Cobain wasn't dead, do you don't think Nirvana is. would be headlining Coachella? Yeah, they absolutely would. But here's right. the thing. Nirvana greater than sign rage against the machine. Wow. as well. But wow. it's kind of the same thing. They're kind of the same. No, they, they're, they're not they, kind of the same. No, they because... really kind of are the same. If you look in the, in the echelon of music, no, like, because one... their lead singer didn't, get, didn't die. So they're not. That is that is a little bit different. Um, well, that's slightly like, different. Just like, no, 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 no. Like, I said if he was like, still alive, though. I was, I was, I was practicing in a world in which they, he was still here's, alive. Here's my thing. Yes, here's being my that thing. he's dead, it's is, a much bigger is, deal. You're right. Is Jay Z has Jay Z? Does Jay Z have more 
complete classic hip hop work than Biggie? Absolutely. But the fact that Biggie died makes Biggie right. in his you're life. Right. You're right. Same with Tupac. Exactly. No, you're right about that. All right. All right. Same with Triple X. Uh, Same with qu- Bob Marley. AJ, quick question. Same with everybody. Quick question. Upon finding out that Rage Against the Machine got back together, RZA said, I would like for us to get back together, too, so we can tour with them. Would you feel yeah. differently? Would, last year, by the way. Would, I, would you feel different? I, that's it, which is weird. You're right about Wu Tang, greater than sign. Would you? That, that, this is my problem. Wu Tang would never get the opportunity to main event Coachella. Well, here's my question: Would you not worth the tickets? Would you feel wow. differently if it they're was? Not. Wow. If it was six thousand tickets at the anthem, the Rage Against the Machine would sell out fifteen anthems. I don't think you have a gauge for how big Rage Against the Machine is. I do have a gauge of, uh, uh, for the how fact big that they broke up for 10 years. Yes, they have one brother. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll just say, and they were like really big social justice. War. I mean, it's like it's not a white guy thing. Well, uh, was, it is It is kind of a white guy thing, too, but like, you know. No, but when I went to Rock the Bells, I mean, there uh, it wasn't all white people there. Well, okay. It was probably like 75, 25. Sure, but there were also some other people on that, that bill, too. Well, I mean, good point. Yeah. Wu-Tang was yeah, there. Correct. Yeah. I mean, like, Wu-Tang, L O Cool J, Lauren yeah. Hill. Yeah. Like, well, they weren't there, but it was it was like they Wu-Tang, played other Rock Black the Bells, Star. Though. Yeah. Um, when did you go to Rock the Bells? Because that was the card my dad went to was L O Cool J. 2007. It was it was pull it was um it was Black Star. It was um, 2007. So even your 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 reference for them being valid and relevant in today's society. Well, that was a reunion, and that was a reunion tour. That wasn't even oh like God. they didn't have any new music. All right, all right, all right, boys. All right. I love you guys. I People love you can guys. have elongated re- uh, I, careers I, and still be somewhat relevant. I just don't care about I'm this. I'm not. Rage Against the Machine doesn't matter in 2019. Let's be clear. You are so wrong about that. You but are the, the most baby wrong does. person on the planet. The Do you understand baby the does. that is about to happen? Do you have any idea what is about to happen? I'm going baby on baby. Oh, really? Oh, I don't understand. Here's You're the right. question, right. AJ. When Bre- how can you say a protest band is irrelevant in an election year in which Donald Trump is up for re-election? I mean, it, it, they, they can't help a lot in that process. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but um, black people have been protesting for a while. Yeah, there is that, too. You're right about <laughs> they, that. They actually protested <laughs> the ballot box, too, which is helpful. <laughs> which is helpful. All right. So, all right. We will, uh, we will continue this. When Brandon offers us uh, tickets to the Rage Against the Machine show, AJ, are you in? No, uh, I, would go. I, I will go. I'll go and I'll wear headphones the whole time. What a dick! Oh what, what an a dick. asshole! <laughs> what an asshole he is! No, I actually don't have any problem with Rage Against Machine. I, I, I like that they make good music. It's just when you guys were all like in the group chat talking about, "Oh my God, the Rage Against Machine made it in Coachella," and I was more like, "Wet noodle." Well, I I'm just excited that I get the chance. But to see nobody Rage Against else the is like again. that. That's the thing. Like, like, you're the one person. Like I don't really look g- online. Like people are losing their fucking I, minds. First of all, this. I don't give Literally a Literally, no, no one, no one in the culture. Yeah, is losing right. their minds. I don't I don't give a flying fuck about Coachella myself because I'm just not going to go. Right? It's not. Even, like, I get it. It's a big even, deal. You, I just, said, you said RZA went on Twitter, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. RZA. Okay. RZA said RZA said he was excited they were getting back together. Why? 
so that Wu Tang could get back together and Wu Tang could tour. Well, Not because he gave a fuck about Rage. No, no, no. Machine. They they like did a really legendary tour a few. No, years those back. guys and love like, Rage. They're, like Machine. they're like really really good friends. So I mean, like yeah, that's a whole. I'm thing. not saying they don't. What I'm saying is, he, even him, he was like, yeah, this is great. Hopefully, Wu Tang can do this. Yeah. Well, but I mean, Wu Tang already did. They it, just they were just saying they want to tour with them. Right. That's correct. what they were saying. All right. All right. The, did they? Is is if, if they don't have meth, does it count? Uh, they I'm, will have meth. They just toured the whole year. They just did. They did have everybody. Yeah, they did have everybody. I saw well, everybody, unfortunately, that was available was was there. Sadly, um, not everybody is is still with us, unfortunately, and so damn. And they had ODB. they yeah. had ODB son there do the ODB. Oh, thing. I didn't know that. That's dope as shit. Now, fuck, I'm pissed that. Oh, that's no. Cool. It's it's a fucking great show. You guys oh, need to go damn, if they do it again. Cool. Yeah, right. definitely better than Rage Against the Machine. Oh god damn. All right, when we come back in, I know something that's better than everything. Chris motherfucking Jericho. Chris Jericho is our guest next here on Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. Uh, He's Brandon, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. I can't believe it! Hey, Dad, can we try one of those hoagie things? (laughs) Sorry, son. We aren't hoagie people. What do you mean? Son... We're Royal Farms sub-people, like my daddy was, and his daddy before him, like you and me, and all the folks we know. Gee, Dad, I never thought about it like that. So you're saying hoagie people are... Aliens, son. They're aliens. (laughs) Royal Farms subs are Baltimore's best. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. We're back in here for segment number three. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis. Uh, I don't know what else to say, boys. Uh, coming up Saturday night, Royal Farms Arena. It is AEW full gear. If you don't have your tickets yet, you can go to royalfarmsarena.com and get them. Uh, Brandon, are you going? I've got a ticket. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Of course, if you can't make it, you can watch it on BR Live. Joining us now, what else do we say? He's the champ. He's the champion. He is Chris Jericho. The champion. Chris Jericho, what it's an so honor! Funny when uh, when guys from the states try and say that it's a, it's like a Canadian, French Canadian thing. It's le champion. I'm so le, le, champ, le, le champion, champion, le champion, le champion. Oh my yeah, exactly. God, dude, this it is incredible. Uh, I want to start by saying something that more people should say to you, and that is, of course, um, thank you, thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> hey, man, um, this, uh, this has been unbelievable, right? Like, this ride that you guys have been on since you launched AEW, to be in this place, getting ready for full gear, um, the numbers that are coming in, can you put into words what this experience has been like for you at, at this point in your career? Well, it's been a real challenge, and it's one of the reasons why I was so excited to, to, to switch to AEW and come aboard, because, um, you know, I've been with the WWE for almost 20 years. I mean, I've done everything you could do, and I still was having fun in wrestling from the time I spent in New Japan. Um, and I knew I could go back to WWE, and I knew exactly what to expect when I was there. But AEW was a whole new uncharted waters voyage to whereas we don't really know what to expect. I've never started a wrestling company before, and nor has anybody from the modern era. We talked about a major league wrestling company. Our first show ever was on TNT, one of the biggest cable networks in the world, in front of 14,000 people at a sold-out uh, arena in Washington, D.C. There's never been a company that started that big right off the bat, at least in the modern era. So it really is something that none of us really knew what to expect. Uh, we're kind of just going by feel, going 
with the flow as to what the people seem to enjoy. And what we do best, which is kind of just believe in ourselves and trust our instincts to do all these things without really getting approval or getting, uh, you know, uh, having things kind of re, um, readjusted and, and moved and switched and approved and uh, that sort of thing. So it really is kind of a whole new vibe for us at this point. Uh, and it's a lot of fun, especially for me, like you said, at this stage of my career. Can, can Chris, you go ahead, Chris? You know, you uh, at this point, you've done as you mentioned, you've done everything, and I have been working as a wrestler for a little bit over a year now. Um, I played five years in the NFL, and uh, I had my WWE tryout in April. But I have actually been asked by All Japan to come out in December and work in Japan, and I wanted to ask you what advice you could give me in order to try to, I mean, I'm obviously going to stand out in Japan because I'm enormous, but, like, what could I expect that would be different from all the shows that I've worked in America so far? Well, when you're in Japan, it's a whole different world, literally, um, both in the ring and outside the ring. And that's why I always loved it there because, I mean, I started going there since I was 19 years old. I've been there over 60 times, six zero times, uh, even going back, wow. you know, January 5th of this year, 2020. Um, I love the style of wrestling there. Uh, it's much more of a sports-based uh, atmosphere. That's the way that the media treats it. That's the way that the guys in the ring treat, uh, treat it. Obviously, wrestling is still wrestling. So there's a show business element to it as well. But if you can go over there, you'll learn a lot. And I always say, too, like the, the more places you go and the more styles you pick up and the more life experience you get, because uh, being on the road and traveling isn't easy. Uh, it's a real kind of a gut check. You really want to do this go to Japan for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks and survive and just see. You've never been there before. It's a foreign country. It's a foreign land. It's a different planet. So I think that's one of the reasons why I've been able to be so diverse and reinvent myself so many times over the last 29-odd years is because I have experience outside of the United States. I know how to get over in Japan. I know what it's like to be in Mexico and Europe and, and, and all these different places. So by the time I got to the WWE and now with AEW, I have a lot of different uh, colors that I can use to, to paint my pictures. It's not just black and white, but there's a lot of different shades and a lot of different uh, elements that I wouldn't have uh, in my palette if I hadn't gone to Japan and if I wasn't continuing to go there. I mean, uh, like I said, going back there in just a few months in January, I mean, I didn't have to do that. Uh, AEW is once a week, and it's you know it's hard work, but you know you know you kind of know what's at stake. But to once again throw my hat to the ring in New Japan Pro Wrestling and go back over there again, it continues to challenge me. So I think for anybody that has a chance to go around the world and learn uh, before you get to the WWE or, or AEW or wherever it is that you want to go, it's just going to make you a better performer and it's just going to make you a smarter, uh, smarter person as well. Chris, uh, when when you started going down this road with getting AEW really rolling and getting a TV show, uh, the weekly TV show going and, and being on TV every week and the pay-per-views and everything else that's going to come um, as AEW continues to roll through uh, the next year. Is this the is this the most weight you felt on your personal shoulders as like the guy in a company? I mean, this is probably the most prominent role you've played in a company. And that's saying a lot considering how much you've done. Do you feel that? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, like I said, I think a lot of the reasons why the company was so successful right out of the gate is because Chris Jericho was involved. Um, 
it's the same thing I did with New Japan a couple of years Facts. ago. When I first went there to work with Kenny Omega at the Tokyo Dome to where I become a bridge um, where people go, oh, what is AEW? Who's there? Well, Jericho's there? Well, let me go check it out. I like Jericho. I know what he's all about. I've seen him for years. And then when they switch on the, the, the show and watch me, then they're going to see a rejuvenated Cody. And you're going to see Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and MJF and Jurassic Express and all these uh, Darby, uh, Darby Allen, all of these great uh, performers that we have that no one might have ever seen before on a national basis. And that's what we have to do. We can't appeal to the hardcore fans who know these guys and have been following them for years at uh, the PWGs of the world in front of 500 people or 1,000 people. We have to create new stars to the you know million-plus people that are watching our show that might never have heard of them before. And a lot of that is, is people are, are tuning in to see Jericho to give this new company a chance. So that is a lot of uh, weight on my back. But it's something, like I said, I'm, I'm very much um, excited to be in this position. And I feel it's the only position that I could be in at this stage of the game, or else I wouldn't be able to do this. I don't want to be here just as another guy. I think there's a lot to, 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 to offer us, Chris Jericho, and still wrestling at the highest of, of levels, but knowing so much about the whole business from every country, live television, wrestling wars. I mean, I was there in 98, 99, uh, when WCW was against WWE in the last wrestling war that there was. So um, you can't teach experience, and you can't beat experience, and I think that's something that's very valuable. So for me to kind of be in this top position with all the uh, weight on my shoulder, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also uh, makes things very exciting for me as well. Chris Jericho versus Cody for the straps Saturday night, AEW Full Gear at Royal Farms Arena. Of course, AEW Dynamite. Yeah, every- can, we, can we just talk about how impressive it is that Chris was one of the main players in the Monday Night Wars, and now he's one of the main players in 2019? It is like incredible. That, that is that an incredible like, thing. Incredible. No doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah, somebody pointed out that the very last champion. In, in WCW history, TNT is WCW was Chris Jericho, and the very first champion uh, on AEW when he returned to TNT was Chris Jericho. That's so unbelievable. That's wow. like that I don't re- realize, but when other people pointed out, it's kind of it's pretty cool. Uh, cool uh, kind of accolades to stake my claims on. All right, no one has gotten things over more than you have in your career. It's unbelievable. It's ungodly. So I guess one. Do you have a sense when when you do something or say something? Do you have any sense at all in that moment of what's going to get over? And if I could expand, what's been the most surprising thing to you in your career that's gotten so over? And what's maybe been the thing that like you were convinced was absolutely going to get over, and you were stunned that it never really got over? Yeah, it's a question like you could ask a musician the same thing. Like, how do you know that you know Judas by Fozzie is going to go to number five and has thirty five million views on YouTube? It's like you never really know for sure. You just do the best work that you can, throw things out there and see what happens. But what you have to do is read the audience. And when you get some sort of momentum and catch that lighting in the ball, you have to build upon it. So, uh, I mean, recently, I mean, the list, never thought that would become such a thing. Really? Uh, but it's so, everybody, the funny thing is, everybody was talking about the list. List, can you put me on the list? Can you add me to the list? Can I be on the list? But the new one now is a little bit of the bubble. Right. I mean, and that was just a throwaway line uh, in a backstage thing that I did that one person made like a, a, like a, like a, a vignette for it uh, based around um, Mambo number five. Oh, my God, it was perfect. A little bit of bubbly. In my heart, <laughs> a little bit of bubbly. And then I posted it, and suddenly now people are making dozens and dozens and dozens of these things with 
from the Drowning Pool to Limp Biscuit to Hannibal Lecter to the, the Rambo to Terminator, like anything that they could think of. There must have been hundreds of them. And that became the new big catchphrase, a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, so, I mean, a few weeks ago, we had a big brawl, and I had the guys kicked out because I had a ticket. And I destroyed them. I said, I've got a ticket. I've got a ticket. Right. We get a shirt of that. That became the hottest seller of the month. So you just never know what's going what's gonna, to uh, click with people. And the one that I thought for sure was going to be huge was Razzle Dazzle. Yeah, I yeah. Thought, I thought that was going to be massive. A little Razzle Dazzle, and uh, it died a death and never, uh, never got out of the incubation <laughs> period. So you just never know. When you, the good model is if you think, you stink. If you think you know what's going to happen and know what's going to get over, you never nail it. If you just go do your thing and don't be afraid to try certain things and do certain things, um, that's where you really can figure out what people are going to get into and what's going to kind of get over with uh, with the masses. God, that's so cool. Oh, that's so man. damn cool, man. Yeah, so whenever we have people on the show, we always like to ask them um, who in their company they have not worked with yet that they would love to work with. And this is a good question to ask you because – a large portion of your company is is stars that are big on the indies, but in mainstream mainstream television haven't got a lot of the same opportunities that working a match with Chris Jericho would present. So, who is somebody in AEW you have yet to work with that you would like to work with? Pretty much everybody. I mean, I've had one match with Hangman Page, and one match with Darby Allen, and one match with Kenny Omega. A couple tags, and that's it. You can do rematches with all those guys, but uh, I'm looking forward to full gear with Cody. I think that's going to be a great one. It's a good mix of like the top baby face in the company versus the top heel. Um, I think that uh, if you look at Pentagon and Phoenix, single matches with those guys. Um, I think Jungle Boy, there's a lot of. Uh, I think teenage girls are really going to start getting into him, plus with his pedigree of being the son of Luke Perry. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different elements, of, uh, a lot of different guys. But Young Bucks, I'd love to work with both of them singles as well. Matt and Nick, they're both amazing performers in different ways. So there's a lot of, uh, I mean, basically the whole roster. I mean, there's there's a year and a half, two years of matches uh, in this company without having to sign any bills. Moxley, I mean, shit. Moxley and I tore the house down multiple times at WWE. And this was, this was back when he was still kind of suppressed. Uh, now we have an unfiltered... Uh, rejuvenated John Moxley, I think we'll, we'll have a great time. Pac is another guy I worked with in WWE a few times that I think we just scratched the surface of how good things can be between us. So, I mean, there's there's so many different guys on the roster. Uh, you could pretty much name anybody, and uh, I'll be excited to, to work with them. All right, Chris, I know we got to let you go. I have to ask you beforehand, uh, what is the bubbly selection like at Longhorn Steakhouse? You know, um, they've probably got the, 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 uh, the screw-off cap, bubbly. You know what I mean? They drink it in a plastic cup. But Longhorn gets a bad rap. I like Longhorn. Longhorn's great. Don't let anyone save you into not liking Longhorn. What's that? I said don't let anyone shame you into not liking Longhorn. That place is great. Any place that has a 20-ounce steak, I'm in. I'm a big Longhorn fan, yeah. So, uh... But yeah, any type of bubbly that you get, the you know the, 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 when you unscrew it and it's really yellow and there's like three bubbles in it, that's like the gas station bubble. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay away from that. Chris Jericho and Cody Saturday night AEW Full Gear BR Live. If you can't make it, the Royal Farms Arena and of course AEW Dynamite on TNT every Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Chris Jericho, an hey. absolute honor, man. 
And one last thing we were just talking about. I'm a, I, I don't even drink champagne. I'm just a vodka guy. But now I've been stuck in the corner because of the stupid bubbly thing. <laughs> I have to drink it every week. It's like, I can't. You can't get drunk off that stuff. There's too many. There's too many uh, carbonated bubbles that just give you a big bloat. So I should have said a little bit of the vodka. Let's <laughs> just say, are you getting sent this stuff, or you're getting like sponsorship requests? I got bubbly uh, water sent me stuff. And I think Dippin' Dots is trying to do something with me, too. So you never know, man. Royal Farms Arena, whatever a Royal Farm is. Was that sausage or something? No, it's uh, a convenience store. Up. They do chicken. They'll send your party a chicken. Yeah, right? so we call it the chicken box. We'll, we'll go buy, go we'll try go the potato wedges. You'll season. never live it down. Yeah, dude. Hey, Chris, seriously, man. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. We Thanks, really guys. appreciate it. We know it's a busy week. Thank you for doing this. We'll, we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Holy shit, I cannot believe that just happened. My fucking God, Chris Jericho here on Jobbing Out. Um, I, I got nothing else to say. I, you know what? We're not doing better than this. Let's just fucking end the show, boys. Let's just fucking end the show now because it ain't getting better than that. Uh, Brandon, remind everybody about this weekend. What's coming? Oh, no, we always start with AJ. I'm sorry. AJ, uh, get all your plugs in. All right, I should have started with Brandon. You That's follow my me. Oh, go ahead. You, you follow me on all social media at AJ Francis. Well, I was taking a piss, dude, and I tried to turn <laughs> I tried to cut the mic so that you wouldn't hear the, the, right. fun, the I respect flesh. respect I you know normally you don't even bother to do that so respect uh, but uh, yeah you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410 um, I am I uh, have a bunch of matches coming up a lot of stuff I'm going and doing there's probably going to be some major news soon so just follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410 alright very good Brandon remind everybody Starcast this weekend at Rams Head Live and uh, and at Jimmy's. Go to starcast.com to ours in Starcast. You'll get a full list of all the events happening, uh, which are very relevant to wrestling fans, and um, you can get your tickets there. Also, full gear, obviously, at the arena, um, which is, is all, this is all a part of and works with the full gear schedule on purpose because they're working together. So you can go to all this stuff and go to full gear and ignore your family for the entire weekend like Glenn and I are going to do. That's a fact. That is going to be what occurs this weekend. <laughs> nah, sorry. It's not. That's the way it is. All right. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. It's Brandon Linton on Twitter. Um, and, of course, RamsHeadLive.com as well. But this weekend it's all about StarCast and Full Gear. StarCast.com with two R's. Um, thanks again to Chris Jericho. Thanks again to Chris Jericho. Thanks again to Chris Jericho. For uh, Aaron, I guess thanks Aaron a little. I guess thanks, thanks Aaron. Aaron a little. Yeah, right. We'll yeah, hate thanks him a lot, you fucking asshole. We'll, we'll hate him again next week. But Jesus Christ, did he ever come through this week? <laughs> no, I already hate him now. Yeah, I guess it's true. We gave him his ninety seconds. He got ninety it's, seconds. It's over. And that's that's the, the, the interview's over now. No so doubt. No doubt. It's, we're right we back. We can hate him now. He's the worst. All right, <laughs> for uh, for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. AJ Francis, aka Oh goddamn Frank. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Yeah, baby. <laughs>